Hello, everyone. Before we begin this episode, our guest today, Connor Flynn, is going to be one of the speakers at the Southwest Florida Skunk Ape Conference. This is a collection of local Bigfoot enthusiasts to be held on Saturday, June 4th at the Bayfront YMCA in Punta Gorda, Florida. The event is scheduled to have special guest speakers to include Dave Sheely, owner of the Skunk Ape Museum in Achope, Florida, with over 50 years of experience with the Florida Skunk Ape. Also will be TV stars Stacy Brown and RPG from Finding Bigfoot and Expedition Bigfoot. Legend tripper Robert Pattison and Marie Dumont, organizer of the Mid-Florida Bigfoot Research Organization. Also attending will be Mark Muncy, Thomas Sinclair, Christopher Balzano, and Joe Urban. This is a great opportunity for anyone with a curiosity or a passion to learning about the Florida Skunk Ape. But you must hurry, as tickets are selling out quickly. Please check out the episode show notes for a link to the conference and the ticket sales. And this is a perfect chance to meet Connor Flynn in the person. We at the Within the Mist will also be there, and we would love to see you all. Also, as a disclaimer, as I was editing the interview, I discovered that there is some feedback on my side of the Zoom call with Connor. I attempted to clean it up as much as possible, but it is far from perfect. I apologize, but promise that this is worth it just to listen to Connor and his passion for all things paranormal and cryptic. With that being said, now on with the show. Now, let's take a walk within the mist with our own special guest, Connor Flynn. Connor has traveled across America in his quest to answer the question, if Bigfoot is real, imagine what else is. His work includes researching video evidence, traveling to encounter locations, and work with both film and books, to include his latest work, Big Brother, Bigfoot. I'd like to welcome you, Connor Flynn. Hey, hey, what's up, my Buckeye brother? How's it going? (laughs) Well, before we start, I wanted to uh, begin with having such an expert on hand. I prepared a special riddle just for you. Oh, man, that's awesome. Exciting. Let me hear it. How does Bigfoot capture special memories? How does Bigfoot capture special memories? Oh man, uh, something with a big brain. Uh, I don't know. You might have to come back to me at the end of the show uh, with the answer. I do have the answer for you. Uh, yeah, you might just have to spit it at me, and I'll have to live in that puddle. Bigfoot captures special memories with a photo. Oh, photo! I like that. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> That is it, you wrote that yourself? No, actually, I, I I've collected a whole slew of uh, cryptid dad jokes. So. I like it. I like it. Uh, maybe one day I'll uh, be crack a mile and over the fire or something. That'll be pretty funny. Yes. So yeah, if you ever need any help, let me know. You're the man. I'll come to. Okay. Well, um, you started your quest towards understanding Bigfoot at a very young age. When did you first know that this was the life for you? Yeah, man, I was really excited about cryptids and werewolves and vampires all throughout my childhood. And even was an investigator back then. We were going into the woods and jotting down our data, uh, trying to make potions to bring bugs back to life. Uh, Then even just fishing, Uh, fishing on Lake Erie. You heard all about Bessie, the Lake Erie monster. So cryptids and monsters and just urban legends and lore were always a part of my childhood. But I had a handful of strange encounters and strange experiences. And then just being around people that made me feel comfortable 
in knowing that there's more beyond that they're telling us. And uh, that just drives me enough. You know, I don't need energy drinks or any uppers. I'm just at it to know that my spirit has more out there. And I'm just so, I get goosebumps talking about it. It's, it's exciting. You are very energetic about the subject, which is great. I love it. So what do you, do you remember what your first uh, encounter project was? What were you looking for? Yeah, man. Uh, when we were about 12 years old, uh, we saw a dog man. But back then, uh, we called it the wolf man, the wolf man of Sleepy Hollow. And my buddies, Jake and Alex, who were best friends, basically brothers, uh, they always hung out. So they had uh, chemistry. And they actually had an encounter with this creature uh, during the later day, but clear visual. And they were being driven home uh, by a fireman that witnessed it, too. And I actually had them type up a little testimony uh, to put in my first book. Because, of course, Crazy Connor has had a lot of stuff happen. But if I can, you know, help paint the picture with other people that were there whoo you know these supernatural things start to be a little bit more normal and that's my whole thing i'm just trying to bring this all to real life in the balanced life because we're all supernatural we all have souls we have eyes we have love you know we have energy uh, we have memories, like dreams. All that is supernatural or uh, beyond normal, paranormal. So uh, we need to just bathe in it. But yeah, man, when I was 12 years old, uh, months after they had their encounter. So I heard all about uh, the Sleepy Hollow Wolfman and I need to see it because they, they knew I was interested in Bigfoot. Uh, but they, they didn't say it was a Bigfoot. They said it was like a werewolf. Uh, this is before the Dogman uh, terminology. So it was werewolf and wolfman. Uh, they thought it was a deer at first, but it was running on two legs. So it was deer colored uh, in the daytime. But it was a Friday night when I was sleeping over Alex's and I was super excited just to be over there because his family is well off and they have a really nice basement. Uh, so I was super excited to be like in the playroom. Uh, and then, you know, add in the werewolf lore and that we might see this thing. Uh, I was super excited. It was too dark uh when i first got there so i didn't really get to explore uh the backyard or anything so it was all super fresh in the moment but we're playing pool after a few hours and we hear and feel like a weird noise outside they described it as hearing a noise i felt it i think it was maybe infrasound or like the sixth sense or third eye or just that feeling of something's watching you you know i just i had the feeling uh, but we ended up turning off all the lights in the basement and then moving by the stairs and we're peeking through this little window. Uh, and then we see this hulking figure down in the den and his backyard is known as caves and cliffs. And there was an area that was a drive-in theater that is abandoned and a swimming hole that had like a diving board and everything. So it was all ruins back there plus caves. And, you know, I believe that the caves go to middle earth and open up to uh, crazy doorways of reality. Uh, but we saw this hulking figure that I just remember it being more dark than the night. And I really don't remember seeing its eyes or anything. Of course, they said that the eyes were glowing and like hypnotic. Uh, I just remember kind of being lost in a trance and then diving into the stairs, like all three of us, kind of like goofing around, be like, you know, dive into safety. Uh, and then we waited a few minutes and then we end up looking back out there and then we see nothing. And then the rest of the night, uh, we're trying to watch Saving Private Ryan because that's their movie. And uh, I just remember being curled up in a ball, uh, thinking I was so scared, like this thing could just take me. Uh, but now looking back in retrospect, it could have took us at any point, and it could have definitely took Alex and his brothers at any point when they were playing soccer in the backyard at any random time in the few years that they lived there. The thing didn't. Uh, we never heard any crazy stories. So, you know, all the crazy, terrible dog man versus Bigfoot stories, I'm sure they exist out there in LBL, you know, Brownsville, Texas. Things happen, definitely. Uh, but this creature chose not to be violent so i think they have it inside them i don't think uh they are all demons and dark like some people say uh some people also have proved and have evidence of humans transforming into them i don't think this was a human uh transforming into them it was just like a large black canine like a canine man uh that what that appeared to be on two legs but he uh was down in a den too and he was eye leveled us like five to six feet 
but he's down in the den. So he could have been anywhere from five to 11 feet tall. Uh, I tried to ask a couple of neighbors if they heard any things, uh, really haven't heard any positive things, you know, from mostly girls that I knew. So I wasn't, wasn't really holding it to a uh, high end standards, but the one cool connection that i made was the town Brunswick blue devils. And it's like a devil, you know, like a chupacabra. That's, that's the mascot. That's the lore. But I looked into West Virginia had blue devils and they were werewolves. So who knows? Maybe there's some uh, werewolf ties to it because when they are so black, they appear blue or lavender or purple under the moonlight and in weird lights. But yeah, that was, that was the first one. And then uh, with Jake, I had a handful of other strange experiences and we definitely got into like weird rituals and going under blood moons, you know, doing psychosyllabin and LSD and other things that were really experimental. But then uh, you add in meditation and writing down your dreams and being able to control your dreams. It just opens things up in so many realities. So it's really cool to do research in the field, but also the mind as well, because the mind is like a million times stronger than anything we've ever experienced anywhere else. That's great. Um, Well, being from Ohio myself, I realized Buckeye State has numerous cryptids. Do you have any hometown favorites? Yes, yes. I definitely have uh they drain the back of yours within the mist, Ohio River. Uh they have the Mothman, which is everybody's favorite, of course. And today I was in a fallout movie and I actually mentioned the Mothman and the Grafted Monster because Fallout 76 takes place right in that area. And my grandparents, they live right in the Ohio Valley. So Mothman was a big part of my childhood, fishing on the Ohio River. But there was also a lot of other cool stories there. Indiana-type cryptid, but still the Ohio River, uh, is the Ohio River Mud Mermaids. And I think that is so magical because that links to the Green Clawed Beast and the Mantis Man. And one time I was fishing at Cat's Run one early morning, probably like 530. Uh, My mom and my grandpa were with us and uh, it was behind me, so they didn't have a view on it. But I saw two creatures or some type of crazy shaped creature, but two humps going like parallel with each other. Uh, And it could have just been giant catfish, maybe in getting some air or something. I'm not sure. Uh, But I always go back to the green clawed beast, but then it goes back to the mermaids and it was more mermaid like, but I always thought it was like alligators and sharks. I was always obsessed with the sharks being in the Ohio river. Uh, But of course the uh, Lake Erie monster is really cool. Minerva Monster over there is a really cool story. Uh, Seth did a great job of making a documentary. Uh, I went to the screening of that, so it's always close to my heart. But that one is kind of cool because French gold went missing. And I'm big on these creatures and these entities are able to, of course, use precious gems and crystals and precious metals uh, for the purpose that they're here. Uh, So I think that's really interesting that uh, different stories, you know, there's like a treasure missing, of course, with the 49ers and all them who are trying to dig for gold. Uh, They they got rushed out of there uh, real quick. But then, of course, the Ohio Grassman, uh, is really cool but just because uh, the Cuyahoga Valley National Park is our stomping grounds. That connects, you know, the 330 and the 216, uh, right in the Akron and Cuyahoga Falls area. And there's tons of cool stories there about, like, the Peninsula Python, which, you know, down here in Florida, we got pythons. But that one was just – it was up where it wasn't supposed to. So it got, like, 50 feet long, killed everything, was super aggressive, you know, the best of the lore. Uh, but it's really cool. I think you might have did uh, Minutes in the Mist on the Peninsula Python. Yeah, uh, and on the Grassman, and because Grassman was actually the first one that I remember ever reading about. So, yeah, I've done that one. I've done even there in over in the same area as the uh, mud mermaids, you know, which are half crocodile, half people. There was also the octopus, which was a creature that was, you know, a, it was basically an octopus, but it actually had human legs too. So. It was something that was able to crawl out of the water that kind of was a blend between the two. So, yeah, Ohio has some very interesting creatures to research. 
Definitely, definitely the land of 10,000 mounds and the Serpent Mound. And, of course, the Dog Pound, Cleveland Browns. If you look at the logo right there, it was an elf back in the day. And a brownie is a type of elf. And now, maybe after all the dog man sightings, we in the dog pound. You know, <laughs> even like the bear cats. There's no native bear cats in you know, Cincinnati, where did that come from? I think it's a type of were-bear, like you hear in Dungeons & Dragons. But I don't know if you've heard me uh, tell my story about the were-bear when uh, I was with Jake, again, at my grandparents. Uh, we were at three dogs, two blue healers, and my black lab, Seiko. And we uh, were laying down on a hill under my like tree fort under a huge canopy of trees just on the bank just finally getting our breath after a huge hike that you know you push it to the limit when you're a kid it's amazing uh but then the dogs started circling around making crazy noises and this thing dropped out of the tree like right on us and it didn't harm us or anything we actually ran up the hill really quick and the dogs surrounded it started making crazy sounds I don't think they engaged it, started fighting, but it looked like a feral dog or like a feral, I guess, wolf. Uh, but we called it the bear cat, and it was his biggest Seiko, my full-grown black lab. Uh, they thought it was some kind of cat. I don't think it was a panther. I don't think it was a, a bobcat. It was some kind of, like, mutant, I would say, or something in really bad shape. Uh, but it was really interesting. Or it was the biggest raccoon ever, and it, it was like, Ohio black. I don't know. Uh, but there are tons of strange things in southern Ohio, and then anywhere, honestly. Once you open your eyes and open your ears to the strange, it really just pours in. Well, I think traveling introduces that to you because um i was in the military so i kept getting stationed in new locations and every place i went every hometown every hometown has a woods with some creature in there every hometown has a house that's haunted every hometown has had an incident where ufo lights are so i mean it's amazing that every place you go to you get to discover that in fact you um, you had exploits and experiences traveling from Ohio all the way to Florida, which you covered in your book, Erie Swamp's Road Trip to Eden. So can you tell us a little bit about that journey? We'll be back after a quick break. Greetings from Film the World Podcast. I'm your host, Trick O'More. I would like to extend an invitation for y'all to come check out our podcast. We take a look at book reviews, one a week, movies, music, pop culture, and UAP. Our hottest download is Dreamland from George Knapp's Bob Lazar Saga. Thanks for checking out Film the World Podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. That journey is me. That's my autobiography. But it's a story about me, but it's a story about you. You know, hey, is that is that wild? It's probably wild. I say that about everybody, but you especially. You know, you, you've been around the world, but you definitely made that trip from Ohio to Florida. And you know, driving through those mountains is something and uh, just surviving that is wild. Uh, but yeah, man, I feel like it was paved from the start, aligned from the stars. Like my aunt uh, always had a condo in Panama City Beach and she was a deep sea fisherman. And then she also lived in Asheville, which is a very artsy place, very old place. And that has a lot of haunted stories. And uh, she used to ride around in a Jaguar. She was just real cool. She brought that sleek uh, attitude to our family tree. And I, I love that. Uh, but it always started up on the mistake on the lake, up in Brunswick and Cleveland and Rocky River. Uh, and then I talk about uh, the witch's ball, crybaby bridges, a lot of cool little haunted tales around where I grew up. And uh, some of it I went looking for, and some of it found me. Uh, there was one really cool place called Irma's house that we always used to sneak into. Uh, and then like that place is kind of misrepresented or underrepresented online into the haunted world. But anyone you talk to, you know, grew up around me. Oh yeah. You know about that house. So I felt like it was my duty to write about it and to tell our tales and to tell everybody else that, uh, you know, told me what happened growing up when I was the little, you know, second grader on the bus, listening to the sixth graders, tell me the spooky stories. Uh, so it's a real cool reflection of like where I came from. Uh, but then, yeah, it goes down Southern Ohio into Moundsville, the Moundsville Penitentiary where Charles Manson 
grew up because his mom was kept there. So little Charlie actually uh, grew up to be requesting to stay there because he felt home there. And uh, it's really crazy because it's built on an ancient uh, sacred burial mound. So you get that warm chest feeling and it's right across the street from the Adena mound that uh, they excavated giant bones from. And I've actually narrated over like 10 hours of giant bone excavation articles and they come from different decades different newspapers and it's really cool when they correlate you know the sun worshipers they're all in a seated position uh facing the east or in a perfect circle covered in rubies and gems like it, it's crazy it's sacred stuff uh but yeah then i went moundsville down to tennessee uh me and jake actually had a roadside encounter when we're driving from Ohio down to Florida for a referee for a flag football tournament and a 16 hour drive. And both of us saw something at the same time. And we're like, yo, what was that? Uh, and we think it was a Sasquatch like stepping down from a bank. Uh, but all those blurs and weird nighttime occurrences, again, once you open your perceptors, it happens. It's always been happening. And maybe in your dreams, they'll reveal when they've been there watching this whole time. But I'm sure they uh, can't keep track on everybody. They just follow the ones that are probably interested uh, in them. But then, yeah, then it gets down to the Florida uh, chapter. And it's really cool because it talks about my childhood uh, coming down to Panama City and then going down to Lakeland because I lived out of my car. Uh, that's how I moved to Florida. I actually took the passenger seat out of my little Ford Contour, uh, built a bed, and then lived at state parks, 24-hour uh, gas stations, grocery stores, Walmart, uh, anywhere I could get in, Publix, once I got down to the Florida line. Uh, but yeah, then I got on the app Couchsurfing, and I ended up joining a punk rock musical. And it was a band that had a vision and just got accepted into our Orlando Fringe Festival. Uh, so I ended up being the stage manager for that, and then getting to tour all around Florida, uh, and then getting to see the true experience of the swamp. Because now I live in the Panhandle, it's definitely different. It's like Georgia, Alabama style. But down in Lakeland, I got, I got to feel it a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, hanging out in the Green Swamp, which is Skunk Ape Mecca, and then playing at Haunted Bars. So that was a very cool experience. And then uh, it was a very spiritual experience being part of the musical because it was about potions and swamps and evil curses. So we did like group meditation and rehearsals were even, you know, a cadence. It was, it was therapeutic, but it was also like, a little culty. Uh, it got really crazy. Uh, and then my mom actually moved uh, to the panhandle in the meantime, and I was just living on the road, just surviving, you know. And after about a year of that, we took to California and back and uh, with the band and then lived and I was coordinating, you know, a stage manager. And we stopped at the Grand Canyon, the Honey Island Swamp, uh, DeSoto, National Forest, which is notorious for the DeSoto demons. We went to Dallas to, you know, Dealey Plaza to see where JFK and our world's forever change. Cuervo, New Mexico, one of the most famous, notorious, dangerous ghost towns. That was really cool. Uh, the Dripping Springs in the Oregon Mountains. I'm a big mud fossil guy that, you know, back in the day, there was giants. And then the heavens rained down turned them to stone, you know, just like the good book says, just like every culture says. Uh, but if you actually look at the mountains, you can you can make it out. And sometimes it's a woman, sometimes it's a giant man, sometimes it's a creature, a petrified being. Uh, but I went to the Oregon Mountains, you know, because they used to be organs. Uh, and I took pictures of some crazy mud fossils that you could see the giant's face and a uh, woman that I nicknamed Moana, but it's nicknamed, of course, after the original uh, Moana. But then we went to California, Los Angeles, Koreatown, stayed with the famous dancer. It was real crazy. I'm a big Charles Manson and Hollywood fan. And I like looking into all that stuff. But back to the eerie swamps, uh, back to Florida, because uh, I don't really, Big Brother Bigfoot gets into that countrywide uh, you know, journey and escapade. But my first book stops in Florida. But the most important chapter is the road trip to Eden. Because road trip, for one, that's a physical thing we could do. Eden, it is a metaphor to most people. It's metaphysical. It's somewhere you go in your mind or in heaven or before 
before life or something. Uh, me, I'm showing you, this is a real place. Here in the Panhandle, uh, there's a place called the Garden of Eden Trail. And in uh, the 70s and in the 80s, L.V. Callaway was on a campaign talking about how this might be the true Garden of Eden. Uh, originally, because 27 of the 28 trees in the Bible sit right here in this region. And gopher wood, which Noah used to build the ark, the lightest, strongest wood in the world. You can't break it. You can twist it. You can't break it. He used that to build the ark. The only place that it grows is right here in this type of climate. There's like three places, but it's all uh, like Asian cold climates. Right here is the only place it actually fits in. Delta that breaks into four rivers, right here. Uh, and then right in the Garden of Eden is two of my favorite stories. And being Florida man, Ooh, it's special. First, we'll take it back in time. 1873, 1874, the Ochizi Pond Wildman. He was harassing women and children around at the camp and Native American gatherers, Civil War veterans teamed up together, surrounded this thing deep in the swamp, probably near the Devil's Half Acre. It's named after him for sure. Surrounded this thing in the swamp, netted it, and then captured it. Took it all the way to Tallahassee, and the governor said, whoa, no way. Take him to Chattahoochee Hospital. And Chattahoochee is notorious. You know, there's a movie, Gary Oldman is in it. They talk about how they're cruel to cr criminals, and, or they're cruel, to, they're cruel to the patients, treating them like criminals. You know, they didn't do anything wrong. Uh, it's just about the PTSD and of these people and they really need help, but then they're trying to experiment on them as, as bad. Imagine what they were doing to the wild man. You know, they had a file on him, uh, but what they say is three years passed and then he passed away. Uh, and then they buried him with a bunch of other Native Americans and then they built a building on top of him. And uh, my good friend is actually the head IT guy at Chattahoochee Hospital and lives on campus. So I spend a lot of time there. I was actually there yesterday. Uh, so I'm always looking for the grave of the wild man. And I know a building uh, they put on top of the graveyard. Uh, a couple other people said there's a uh, there's a golf course that's banded. They said they buried him way out there too. Uh, but if, if he's not dead, I like to keep in my heart that he escaped somewhere and uh, he's still, still lurking. But I've talked to a lot of people that still live in El Cheesy Pond. They have daily encounters. Uh, I've just interviewed two people and got them on video this last week. Uh, one guy who was a couple months ago, he's a radio guy. He makes his own earpieces like hearing aids, and he could turn the frequency to listen to them breathing in the swamp. And I, I know that's a little far-fetched, but they get close, and he's right there just, you know, sitting by his fire. And it's definitely possible. Uh, and then a couple people are actually related to the originals that – uh, captured a creature. Then there's a bunch of other cool stories. Uh, Two Egg TV did a really cool job uh, highlighting them. There was a kid kidnapped by a Sasquatch back there that was able to escape. Uh, there was actually wolf people, the people that have really hairy skin and bodies. Uh, there was like a family of, that lived out there. Uh, and then a large skeleton was found up in a tree. And then I also heard that there's two mummies uh, deep in a den. And it's a really crazy cypress swamp that you have to work with the water levels uh, because you can't get to certain locations if it's too shallow or if it's too high. Uh, so it's very interesting stuff. But right across the river is something that you guys might be a little bit more familiar with. The Stacy Brown encounter happened right at Torreya State Park, right across the river. And that was about 2012. Stacy and his dad were out at night, and his dad actually captured a giant, like, nine-foot skunk ape uh, crossing over an opening. And Torreya State Park is, like, my stomping grounds. We recorded weird noises. Uh, something was wading through a creek, and I had my GoPro going. And that was one of the more scared moments I've ever had. And then a, a couple of weeks later, uh, we're at this one point kind of resting, kind of taking our time. And this boulder gets thrown off the hill, like really heavy, boom, crashes behind us. And I just took it as like, all right, time to go. But not one ounce of fear. But the other one was way more casual and distant. 
really scared. So it's weird how sometimes the weather or you can get in your head. I've heard a lot of David Polaris and Steve Stockton stories that make my uh, mind go a little wild, but it's also, you know, awareness, power is awareness, knowledge is power. Like to know is to not fall into the trap too. Uh, but man, yeah, sometimes I get in my own head, uh, but I've been doing a lot better of doing that because now I've, you know, done so many solo hikes and solo camps that, you know, sometimes you got to battle those inner mental problems before anything will come at you outside the tent. We'll be back after a quick break. This podcast is the result of years of phenomenological trial and error. It is the product of attempt after attempt after attempt. It is also the product of years of introspective analysis, brought on by the occurrence of the strange and seemingly impossible. It began as an inquiry into the nature of reality. It is not a work of fiction. It is a work intended to be scrupulously followed for the desired results. Only a mind free of any doubt will accomplish the task of synthetically producing a glitch. Learn how on how to create a glitch in the matrix. Well, I mean, yeah, that's very important. And you do a great job at it. In fact, you sponsor both a YouTube channel and a TikTok that spotlights some of the most compelling evidence of Bigfoot. I mean, I love when your videos pop up. How do you find such amazing videos? Do they find you or are you out there hunting them down. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, it's a little bit of both. I'm an investigative journalist as well. Like I, I wrote, I was the head sports writer for my school newspaper. I freelance for a bunch of newspaper. I was an MMA journalist. Uh, I dig for facts and for truth. And I'm a, I'm on this true wave or whatever, you know, battle in the establishment. So I'm always going in the underground and talking to people. Uh, but it's definitely a combination of everything because I like to share uh, my friends who like Long Island Bigfoot, uh, Flat Rock Book. Flat, Flat Rock Booger, uh, Tim T in Florida, they all have like crazy evidence that they have on their YouTube, but I want to share it to the world. And a lot of their stuff has uh, really hit off. But then I've also uh, tapped into a bunch of, you know, Facebook groups or just links through Reddit or even back in the day on like E-Bombs World and old school Google images. Uh, but yeah, maybe some of them are BS, but that's the whole conversation that we have to open up. Uh, I've learned so many things on maybe some of the fake pictures that were part of compilations and people can uh, lead it on to information uh but yeah that's all we can do is dig deep and then share it uh i try to stay a little away from not the blob squatch but the stuff that's kind of hard to see i might be able to see it but you cannot expect the world uh, to dive through it, but that's uh, when you can include it in your book chapter where you can actually uh, show, you know, a cast, a hair, and then that picture uh, mixed with the daytime picture, you know, I'm all about painting the picture better because I I've been on Vine, I've been on MySpace, Facebook, I'm a rapper, I make movies. I understand, like, I somewhat understand how people gather information and what they process you know uh and i know that they have a small attention span and even me man i'm good at this i love podcasting you're good at this you're really good at this too we're good at this uh but you still have to literally bring people to the water you have to be like sub s-u-b it's that yellow button press it and I, I hate to hate on people like that but man to get that extra click but to, to sell a book to get someone to really buy in or buy something or just to really hear you out is hard so uh yeah 15 second videos of six good video good pictures with funny audio in the background or, or you know somewhat catchy that's been the cracked code uh but again it's really just sharing information like i'm still pumped to be at the southwest bigfoot conference you know in june 4th and have a lot of those pictures that you're getting to see because you you care to see you know but a lot of people it slips by them and i feel like some of the stuff i've shared hey we've proved the phenomenon already guys it's right there you know and not even famous pictures like my friend wendy wilson turquoise and sasquatch the pictures of those sasquatch coming up on her roof and looking through the the window the skylight the moonlight that's that's groundbreaking and then the facial shots that she's allowed me to share 
you know, I kind of snicker and laugh at these people that are like waiting for the picture, like, because I've already provided the picture a bazillion times uh, and it hasn't flipped up the world. You know, we've had some newspaper articles and stuff, but I still hear the same rhetoric on these podcasts or, you know, panels when they're like, we still can't get a good picture of these creatures. It's like, man, like I, I put it in so many different forms. I try to I try to provide it, but again, I'm just going to the masses. Uh, we, we might be skipping past some of these Bigfoot researchers, but we're past like 25 million views on TikTok. And that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people being introduced to Bigfoot. And that's what it's about because all we're doing is opening that door just so hopefully they go on a little rabbit hole and they find more TikToks and uh, they subscribe to just everybody in the community because that, that's a beautiful thing. And we all offer different, but man, I am like the Energizer Bunny. I'm the hardest. I'm, I'm one of the hardest working people in this community, if not the hardest. Oh, uh, I, wow. I, I, I want to hear the people. Like, I'm not challenging people, but the people that are working harder than me, I want to work with them. I want to, I can't, you know, like meet me at the top and let's break the cap off this thing a million percent. Cause it's go, go, go. Like I'm, I, I bet a million people would have not spent, you know, six hours on a set of movie, you know, and then come home and be like podcast time. Let's get it. But this, this honestly has been a long time coming because I, I think that you, you, me and you had it set up, you know, to do a show before even any of the other uh, mid-Florida mid and RPG. And, uh, but that's the beautiful thing because I love seeing you mingle with them and getting to know it and Goldie being part of the community. And it's just, it's just an amazing thing seeing it all mesh. And like when it can be virtual friends turn to real life friends. And then especially when you guys are Buckeyes out there, <laughs> it means something. You guys all know what it's like to be from Ohio and then to go to new places, you know, and to represent and then to find other people that still share that same blood. Like it, it really means something. You know, when you say masculine, I'm like, that means something like some people, they don't know what that even means. Like I, I know that's Paul Brown stadium, you know, the original Paul Brown stadium, not the Cincinnati Bengals one. We're talking about the original high school football phenomenon. Yeah. Maslin tigers. Well, exactly. And I think that's one good thing about you attending so many conferences. I mean, we're going to be there at the, the June 4th conference as well, where you're going to be one of the speakers. So this is, these are opportunities that people can see you up close, you know, see how real you are and how passionate you are about the topic. Yes, yes. You were you were in the crowd at the Great Florida Bigfoot Conference. Oh, like, yeah. what what did you think? How was that place rocking? Oh, it was definitely a great vibe going on there. I mean, people were open up to it. They were, you know, telling their stories and they were listening to stories. So, so much information got passed back and forth. So. It was a great community to be part of. A hundred percent. It was so fun, man. And the last year's one, I told myself, I was like, I have to be a part of the next one. And I, I was really honored uh, when they asked me to be a uh, part of the Skunk Ape, you know, conference or round table. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that big thing's coming. And shout out to my brother, Terry Brown, because he's going to the Ohio Bigfoot conference. And he asked them, is Connor Flynn speaking? And they said they never heard of me, man. Oh. And it, Hey, that I, that's on them because I am loud and proud that I'm from Ohio. I have made a name. You know, we talking uh, what seventy two thousand on TikTok. That's more than most towns in Ohio. So don't give me that. But uh, no, I'm big. I'm big on reaching out. I make myself very accessible, and I want to reach out to all the researchers and investigators and like Mark Muncy, Evan D, uh, even Stacy came up and James, like I love, you know, showing people around my neck of the woods and that's what it's about. And uh, I just hope if they come to my neck of the woods, they uh, reach out to me, you know, but same thing with Ohio. I'm putting on, I'm just calling out Ohio, man. I'm, I'm putting on for Ohio. So if you want to bring some loud and proud energy to your event in the Buckeye State, Oh, man. And, and bring that Florida man flair. Oh, they won't even know what will hit them. Oh, I can't, I can't wait till, till the day. Because uh, just like I said on stage, I manifested. So one day in Ohio, I'm, I'm going to give them a real hard time. Because they, they never heard of me, man. Come on. I, a, a simple, I would Google somebody. 
I would Google somebody before I typed out and I never heard of them, man. I would at least do like it's I would only be like, a matter oh, of time. It's a matter of time. Uh, you know, Ohio's a little bit backwards. They're, they're kind of old fashioned, so just gotta give them a time to catch up. For sure, for sure. We'll we'll see if at uh, maybe a hundred k on TikTok. Maybe that's the breaking point. <laughs> but in, in regards to the future, what do you what changes do you foresee in the study of Bigfoot and his existence in the future? Yeah, I definitely think they're going to do some kind of uh, thing like they did with the disclosure of UFOs, like because they know that we're gaining ground with all the hair and DNA samples. And there's high level scientists in universities now working with researchers collecting samples. Uh, so I think that they're going to try to get ahead of that and then try to say that there is some type of creature but i don't think we're ever going to get the nitty-gritty and they're not going to reveal that they've been breeding these creature creatures to find the free ones i don't think we're going to get any of the good information we just got to watch the sci-fi movies for that and then seep through it uh but i i feel like uh the more we talk about it the more it's shown the more it's not less it's not taboo as it used used to be uh so i think more credible people will come with encounters and soon it will just be another thing. Uh, I I definitely am not striving for proving it because like I just said, man, I, I feel like I've already proved it. We've already proved it. Like it's a big cover up. They're pushing it under the rug. Uh, it's just like the dragons, just like the mermaids, just like Atlantis, heaven, the creator. No, I'm tapped into all the conspiracies, uh, but it, it's just an ongoing battle of survival in this daily life. Uh, but to add in that there's a big brother in the forest, maybe looking out after us, it gives me something like inside my soul uh, that I live and carry with, you know, I, again, I don't need any energy stuff. I'm like this most of the time, you know, unless I got a bad migraine, I'm, I'm like this. So I'm just so ready uh, to bridge that gap. And that's why I'm out in the woods because they sense hopefully that I'm no threat to them uh, and that I am just a goofy dude that has shed a lot of the society stuff. I've worked hard. I've made a lot of sacrifices. I've had a lot of loved ones that I could have just made it work. I stayed true to myself and, you know, was outside of that circle. Uh, so I feel like it, it has payoff and it definitely pays off all the time. Uh, when we were at Flat Rock Boogers, we had some grade A encounters and experiences and they didn't kill us or eat us. So there's some kind of respect as well. Uh, so, man, I just want to keep continuing that bridge, gaining evidence. Uh, some of the pictures I've taken with back cam and just rapidly through the forest, I'm very proud of like one forest skunkate photo that is in my big brother, Bigfoot. I love that photo. And then another one, the Honey Island Swamp, we saw a strange carcass, got a picture of the carcass. Then I took like 200 rapid shots. And then there's a big dark face with a big eye. Uh, I don't, I don't run to the bank expecting that to prove Bigfoot, but I am proud of those photos and I'm proud of what I do. And I'm proud of what you do, man. I love those minutes in the mist. I'm proud of the community. That's why I show up. That's why I donate. That's why I care because like, honestly, when I see, you know, a live show with weak numbers, that's a representation of me too. That's all of us. So we all have to show out. So I have no problem, you know, sharing it. And I hope the people that are bigger than me uh, wake up too and start just sharing, sharing the smalls, building the pillar, because it's about the foundation. And if the community is strong, then that awareness, then that standard is higher. And man, I know I set a high standard, at least to some perspective with knowledge and the amount I'm out there. So again, if anybody is dropping more knowledge than me, uh, if anybody's out there more than me, hit my line because I definitely want to team up. But that, that I want to challenge people too to get outside and be free and let your mind go and don't be scared to stutter. Don't be scared to be stupid. Don't be scared to mess up. Like it, it's not perfect, man. Like I, I'll be the first one to say I am good at this. I'm Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and I mess up all the time, you know? So, you know, just be free, start a channel, start a YouTube, start writing in your diary, follow whatever is you're thinking about that extra creativity. You know, I, I wrote books in bed on my phone and now I get to talk about it on radio shows. 
and it's it's amazing man and a little bit each day you know 200 words or a couple sentences a paragraph each day and at the end of the year at the end of the month you'll be somewhere so i'm big on just little steps little steps you know where that comes with building up my subs building up the subscribers on on tiktok like i still remember when i was under a thousand i still remember when i would get a get hundred views on a video and be like yeah now you know i, I i'm not uh, it's weird but i'm a, like i get i'm not mad but it's it's a bummer if it ain't hitting 10k now and it's like wow like wow things changed a little bit but honestly how numbers work too you know if you have seventy thousand followers you earn those followers. You should get at least, I don't know, 35,000 views on everything. Half your followers should get to see everything. But that's not how it works. That's not how algorithms work. So literally, I'm sitting at 70 and I'm still working like I got 700, like I got 60. You know, every post has love and care and the want to spread knowledge and the want to get the numbers. Like literally I uploaded one a couple hours ago and it's past 50,000, you know, it's, it's crazy. And that's, that's just another day after you go viral. And so I like, I can't wait till you're at those numbers. I can't wait till paranormal highways at those numbers. I can't wait till supernatural spectrums at those numbers. I just preach consistency. I remember like six months ago, uh, that I would post like every four days or something. I'd be like, ah, I don't want to over flood it. And I was like, you know what? Every day. And then boom, consistency, consistency, consistency. But it's not going to work for everybody. You got to try different things. Uh, but I love it. And I'm just trying to bring people closer. Lives and stuff is a great way uh, to bring people closer to the evidence. I have casted footprints on a live. You know, I found bottles and bones on a live. I've recorded knocks on lives. I've been scared to death relying on the live that they go, they gonna protect me somehow. Like <laughs> at least they gonna be able to tell my mom where I'm at or the authorities, you know, but, but when you're out there with, you know, dozens of people or hundreds of people, you, you feel that like at least blanket. And uh, I don't know. I love walking with that light. Even when I got the GoPro, it's not live or anything, but I know I'm, I know I'm serving a, a, gr a greater purpose, but there is no better feeling than hiking, no camera, not having to worry about recording or anything. And that's when the best stuff happens. Uh, but that's for me and that's for the soul. And I, I encourage that for everybody, but what I can record and share with people, that's, you know, always going to be a second level below what you experience as just a human being, you know, and that's the thing about paranormal and love and just true electricity. It just happens, you know, and it's magic. And I believe in miracles. And again, you said it earlier, if Bigfoot exists and it does, I swear, and we've proved it. I have hair in my drawer uh, that doesn't match anything in the animal kingdom. Uh, a lot of weird stuff. Uh, but if Bigfoot exists, then what else does, man? And first line of my book, coincidence is the only thing to never exist so anything we could spew out i get all worked up you know i've never i've never just made anything up it's all just pulled from earth the realm you know and the earth earth takes shape like clay pressed under a seal and i love that like we have a dome above us every logo pulls that and then the firmament showeth his handiwork you know and I, you guys probably got worked up listening to me i get worked up talking but i've never used handiwork on words or a metaphor so god or the creator created a real heaven so it is a real physical place but again so is hell and uh, i think that's where the pillars and middle earth the hobbit Iron Sky coming to age, like a bunch of weird movies, you know, Journey to the Center of Earth, Jungle Cruise, pretty much every Disney movie uh, shows Middle Earth. Uh, but I think maybe the Sasquatch are protecting us or stopping us from going uh, down there or maybe also into the castles of the sky. Jack and the Beanstalk, The Hobbit, Harry Potter, it all has some kind of truth. Shrek, The Grinch. Harry and the Henderson, Missing Link, Abominable, Smallfoot, all of them, show it, man. And I'm all about the movies. Uh, if anybody is really about the movies, uh, check out Letterboxd. It's an app, L-E-T-T-E-O-E-E-R-B-O-X-D. I messed that up. But B-O-X-D, boxed. 
is it. And you uh, leave film reviews and also uh, you add friends. So it's really cool. So I can add you and I get to see what you're watching and you could see what I'm watching. And it's really cool seeing your friends, just recommendations through if they like it or not. Uh, and my thing is Bigfoot and Nine on there. And I leave some funny movie reviews and uh, Zilla Foot and like Jeepers Creepers. I went to the diner and the prison and, you know, filmed there. And then I went to the Truman House from the Truman Show. Uh, so I love, you know, connecting and film and urban legends because there is a little bit of truth hidden in everything. And some people, you know, they try to drag me through the mud and say, he doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction is like now nah, i just read and wrote a little bit more than you man and i got a little bit deeper into it no offense to him but oh man uh, all the uh cia are working with the film guys it's all to mess with our minds and anybody that doesn't you know tv programming it's right there it's silly it's all in the words we spell words like witches and we write in cursive like <laughs> so okay so you have a lot on your plate what are you currently working on we'll be back after a quick break so we've got an animal approximately seven and a half feet tall human-like arms and legs the face is not like that of a man or an ape but something in between additionally the hands have sparse hair yet the palms are bare with five digits including an opposable human-like thumb Subscribe to Bigfoot Classified today as we explore what may be the biggest Bigfoot cover-ups in history. Visit BigfootClassified.com and subscribe to Bigfoot Classified, available where you get your podcast. Yeah, I'm working on a new book called Deep South Swap Things, uh, which is kind of like a sequel follow-up to Big Brother Bigfoot. Uh, it's about like 16 swap creatures from the South, ranging from the Mobile Wolf Woman, Hugging Maui, the Kohili Creek Goat Man, the Barton Burger Devil Monkeys, Grapefruit Giants, a lot of strange creatures from mostly in Florida, but also uh, in this panhandle area of like Mobile and South Alabama and Georgia. Um, chipping away at that book. I'm also finishing up a couple other books to put out through uh, Beyond the Fray, but that's like the freshest one that that's my baby right now. Uh, and then we also just are making this movie called The Fallout Movie that I had a great time today. I was a raider. And I had a burlap stack over my head. I was kind of like the scarecrow, but I was kind of like the Riddler too, uh, the new the new one uh, from the Batman. But it was really cool because the Mothman and like Bigfoot and Ragman are in that universe. So it's like I'm in the cryptid stuff still. Uh, but then we are following up our movie, The Void Cat, with a movie called Pain in the Rear. And it's about a banshee or like a siren. Uh, I play a car thief. I steal a car and I hear thump, thump in the back. I open it up. It's a girl. Uh, she sees my face. So I'm like, do I kill her or do I help her? You know, she's a witness. Uh, and then this other guy comes and he ends up kidnapping her. And then she kills him. And then the rest of the story goes from there. So I'm super interested uh, in how that unfolds. And I was with all those guys today. So it was really cool just to freshen up. Uh, the script is finished. We're going to start doing read-throughs. And we have a meeting uh, with a couple of the other actors in it. So I'm really pumped about that. And then I just finished filming a documentary called From Fear to Understanding with Matt Williamson from Supernatural Spectrum. Used to be Squatch in South Florida, uh, but now he's wide in his lens. I really like the rebranding. Uh, but we started in the Green Swamp the day after this conference, and we had some crazy knocking encounters. Uh, and then he came up here uh, for a week, and then we filmed a bunch of stuff around here, and then we went up to Flat Rock in Evergreen, Alabama, the town that loved Bigfoot. They filmed that movie there. And uh, the crazy, crazy evidence we recorded. I had a voice recorder that got some crazy howls, and then he had a parabolic dish that, like, got them singing and humming. Like, 
it might be the next Sierra Sounds. We're super excited uh, to release that. And just the fact that it just came full circle with like the Knox. And then he actually just went to Mayaka to fil finish filming uh, this weekend. And him and his mom had a crazy encounter, him and Marty, uh, Nana Boss Continuum. So I'm super pumped to see that in the movie. Uh, but man, yeah, I just got tons of projects. And then Zilla Foot is live on Amazon Prime. And then the Void Cat, uh, debuts next month so i'm super pumped on that uh just got my youtube monetized so i'm really going hard on that i have like hundreds of hours stored up so i'm just releasing the dragon or releasing the kraken now uh, and then i have a join thing that is a membership and i have hundreds of hours of unreleased stuff too that really doesn't fit into my algorithm and if people like me they'll like watching me fish they'll like watching me look for shark teeth and stuff so a lot of cool bonus content uh but still just staying on that consistent grind on the tiktok uh every day at six central trying to provide a little bit of breaking news you know and then i'm also a co-host on paranormal highway uh, on Wednesday nights and then through the week on the news show. So I get to use my newscaster, uh, investigative journalist on there. But yeah, just uh, promoting my books right now. They're on Amazon, Erie Swamps, Road Trip to Eden, Big Brother, Bigfoot, Monsters and Mysteries Around the Corner, and Panhandle Pirates. Uh, the last two, Beyond the Fray, is uh, going to put out a new re-release. Uh, so definitely stay posted to that. Uh, at the conference, I'm going to have a table full of stuff. I'm opening up an Etsy store soon to sell a bunch of bottles and collectibles I find. Uh, you know, some people are like, oh, he's going to sell them. I give away so much stuff, too. Like, I'm just trying to get some stuff back and, you know, get. I'm going to try to sell it to people that ha don't have a chance to find it, you know. And it could be a cool experience because I have most of the findings on video. Uh, so if people are like really big fans or like enjoy this stuff, uh, they would see me find it on video and then they want to buy it. You know, it'd be, it's kind of cool. Uh, but that's, that's down the line for people, man. But all I can do is just keep you myself, keep, pouring out uh the rivers of information uh, and keep just tapping in and expanding myself and novelty you know i gotta stay fresh i i remember one person said man they're gonna hate him once the novelty wears off you know it's like wow. novelty is freshness to just to keep cool and i've always been fresh i'm always digging always expanding I am not scared to say i believe in bigfoot man so when i'm at the comic book shop working I'm always looking for witnesses. Every day is a new story coming in. Uh, so I'm naturally just seeking all this. And even just driving to work, I go past a dogman encounter. I go past where a Sasuma farmer had something follow him in the woods that he thinks was a Bigfoot. So either I'm on my free time looking for creatures or even I'm going to work and I'm talking to witnesses and I'm, you know, recording there. And our building's even haunted, too. The barbershop down, down the plaza, they have crazy demons and portals. And people are like, no, they're just crazy. I'm like, no, I've seen the pictures. They Stuff happens. So uh, during daylight savings time, when it would get dark pretty early, it would be kind of scary, man, when I'm alone. I hear stuff <laughs> you know, going through the, the roof and the ceiling. But I, honestly, I enjoy it. I think it's really fun. As long as it's not coming home, I put myself out there. It's... Uh, we got to do it. But anybody that uh, is interested, you know, the area that I'm researching, Bellamy Bridge is very interesting. There's an Amazon Prime documentary about it. Uh, the Dozier School, really bad place. They killed and experimented on a lot of people there. Uh, there's also documentaries on there. They're tearing it down soon. So uh, hopefully I'll get to document it properly. Uh, but best believe, guerrilla style, if not, uh, I'll, I'll take on for the uh, but yeah, man, just constantly uh, going, looking, talking to witnesses, uh, filming movies, writing scripts, working on books, uh, man. And I just got a cool sponsorship with Yeti Bars. We actually filmed a commercial yesterday. It was so funny. Like I'm looking for the Yeti Bars like it's a true cryptid. And it was one of the most, I, I remember like laughing at one point and be like, this is some of the most fun I've ever had. Like, and it was so stupid, but it, like I'm almost tearing up right now because it's so stupid. But it was like, this is what we do it for. This is what we do it for, you know. And it's it's silly, but those moments, you know. And 
but Yeti Bars, uh, they reached out to me after I was on Dixie Cryptid. And Cam on Dixie Cryptid is so funny and silly. Uh, but, man, I can't wait till they see our, our commercial for Yeti Bars. But anybody that's out there, please use my code, BA10, YetiBars.net. Uh, please. And it's not even about the – I get 10%. That's cool. It is. But it's more about – so they – feel like they got a cool sponsor you know and i i'm here man i'm loud and proud so i i should be sponsored by nike under armor anybody chill frog shout out chill frog for sending me some cbd uh stuff but man like I, i'm the spokesperson you know i'm good i'm good at this you know so i want them to feel like they got their worth you know and i and i'm i'm here for it you know uh, but i know what world we're working with you know people count on like 10% of their followers, like we're dealing with like 0.1%. You, you hope for 0.1% to follow through and then the rest will just keep on naturally happen. Uh, so I just reach out to the world and hope a couple people are listening and uh, I'm going to keep being loud and proud about it. So my tribe will find me as they do, as you did, definitely. But the people that don't feel me, oh man, I feel bad for them because I, I, I'm, you can still hear me through the, if you put your hands over your ears, you know, and I'm going to be loud and proud. I'm going to be around every corner. I'm going to be popping up on every YouTube, every panel. You know, if you don't like me, you better get to, you better find a new community because I'm the new era of this and I'm bringing all my buds and girls with me too. Uh, Cause the young guns and a bunch of like Chad Smith podcasts, Tristan Tyler, how Matt Williamson, there's a lot of people, the 30 under 30, you know, me and you are ESPN guys. We like that stuff. I'm bringing it to the community of the cryptids. So uh, I, I definitely respect the pillars and uh, the older guns that are still firing at a rapid rate. Heck yeah. Meet me in the woods. Uh, but man, just know that the next era is in good hands. And even, even if it's not me, my peers are definitely a strong community too. So uh, I, ca I can't wait for the future of this. There's going to be a lot more documentaries, hopefully some TV shows. Oh, uh, man, I've been interviewed by the newspaper. I've talked to the producers at the Discovery Channel, and I've been interrogated by police all in the same 72 hours, just researching cryptids. So that's what you got to be ready for uh, in this world, man. And again, uh, it's it's an honor to be here with a Buckeye brother. I am so just happy that it aligned. And I, I'm, I'm losing my breath and my voice here. It's been a long day and it's a magical day. It's, it's something special. And I, I'll remember it forever. It's the day I had a bag over my head and I got to knock out rag man but then i got to be on within the mist and uh hopefully one day you'll be reporting on minutes in the mist you know researcher Kyle flynn and i don't know man i i've done some excavates to talk about hopefully it's not you know missing in baltimore <laughs> or something like that but, you know well, just, I mean, just send the positive vibes out there well i think it's important that we always help each other so i'll make sure that you know everything that you're Recording and working on, I'll make sure it's in the show notes so that everyone has links to uh, connect to all of your different projects. So yeah, make sure you you know send me everything that you're you know a part of, so I I don't miss anything because you have your hands in a lot of uh, projects. Which is definitely, definitely. <laughs> That's why I don't hold anybody. Like when I when I send them messages, like here's the link. I'm never checking up. Like, did you watch that? I'm a I'm a Mercury, if not. I'm, I'm like filming like four movies. I wrote four books, you know, but if people, you know, truly want to like show love, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, of course, you can join the membership. If you want to buy a book, heck yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Like I'm loud and proud and you've got to see me on video and in podcasts, but to like read my, read my writing, like that's a whole different angle. And uh, sadly, I don't get to, I don't get to feel that you know but i know that if i saw people on pod, a guy on a podcast and, and he was energetic like me and then i found out he wrote books too i'm like where do i buy that bro but exactly uh, and that's, and that's what i want people to know when they see this podcast is that you know i've read two of your books and i i'm ordered the uh big brother big foot so i'll be three of them 
Uh, as I was saying, uh, we're running out of time, so I wanted to know, is there any last comments you want to make before we have to sign off? Oh, man, just uh, you in this life, it's going to try to break you down pretty often, you know, so find your people that believe in you and love you and, you know, try to block out all the negative stuff, but also be very receptive to that world because people, people are loving and people are caring and people are not what they seem all the time time so uh sometimes that puzzle is worth cracking you know i've i've met a lot of people that we got off at the wrong foot at first uh so you know don't don't give up on people uh but also don't try to beg people too so just feel what's natural uh feel what's right and uh definitely don't be ashamed to say you believe in bigfoot or anything paranormal uh because a lot of credible people credible people have had encounters and sadly a lot is just being wiped under the rug and it's for a reason but our soul our eternity we know it lures for more so uh just be like a fish man and just keep on swimming great Hey, I look forward to seeing you again at the uh, Southwest Florida Pixel Conference. So uh, this won't be the last conversation we have. So I, I expect to have a lot more of these kind of wild talks with you. Oh, for sure. Best believe you're going to get another soundbite, you know. Uh, what what'd you do with that soundbite, too? I remember, I remember it was like two minutes of beautifulness right outside the Elk Bar. So um, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. I want to thank Connor uh, Flynn for joining us. Make sure that you check out our show notes for his YouTube channel, his TikTok, and his books, as well as his, his movie project. And until then, uh, always remain curious, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone.